Tamariye Kotai, welcome. As a church, we've been meeting in homes and small groups over this time, and we're going to continue to do that as we lead up to the end of this term. If you're unwell or you're isolating, you can continue to track along with us online. And also a big reminder, if you're feeling unwell, please get in touch with us. We'd love to get around you and support you as a church community. Last Sunday, we finished the Missional Life course, which was just a fantastic course for helping us as a church community to have the tools to live out a missional life. And now as we turn towards Easter, we're going to look at the cross. A verse that has just been so foundational for me around Jesus' heart and motivation with the cross is from Hebrews. And the writer says this, But for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And the part I just love there is that, But for the joy that was set before him, and the joy that was set before Jesus was us. Jesus went to the cross and endured the cross because he had this motivation and on his heart and his mind to save us, to redeem us, to bring us into resurrection life. So this morning, we're going to continue to look at the cross, and we're going to watch an interview that I did with a good friend of mine, Clark, who's one of the campus pastors at Grace Vineyard Church. Clark, how you doing, man? Hey, Nick, how you doing? Looking good? Oh, thanks. You too, bro. How's things yeah. at Christchurch? Uh, doing good, yeah. No, we're um, holding down the fort. We've got our whole family sort of COVID-free currently, which we're pretty pretty pleased with. But, you know, how long that will last, not sure. But with four kids, we thought it might have crept into the household by now. Got a couple of our older kids there um, off school. I've sent them home for school learning, which has been a bit challenging for them and for us. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah you know. It's the, it's the two-year grind, the COVID grind, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. We, 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 we've had it all and got through yep. COVID and on the other side of it with isolation and all that, so yeah. have it over and done with, actually, yeah. Good on you. Cool, man. Well, um, why don't you just tell our um, Kurimako Fano a bit about yourself, um, you know, yeah, sure. mom, how you got saved and, and, and a little bit about what you do as a, a pastor there at Grace Vineyard. Yeah, it's uh, good to see everyone, or uh, good to have you online. And uh, yeah, I actually grew up, I'm in Christchurch now, as you heard, but I have, uh, I grew up in South Auckland, actually, at a Presbyterian church. I started going along there from the age of three. Um, my mum uh, sort of woke up one morning, sort of decided that she went to Sunday school when she was a little so she thought, oh, she'll walk up to the local Presbyterian church and start taking myself and my sister along there. And so went up there three years old um, and kind of grew up in that church family right through, you know, for, um, well, I was there for 30 years before I moved down to Christchurch. So it was a long stint uh, as a Prezi. And uh, I unfortunately kind of drifted away from church and the faith at around 14 or 15, started to kind of go my own way, really, and do the unfortunate kind of teenage thing in, in New Zealand and just, um, you know, do my own thing. And I, uh, yeah, just had a whole group of great friends, actually. Uh, but we kind of started to get into stuff that was pretty destructive. And I kind of came to the end of myself a little bit when I was uh, left school and I didn't really know what to do, but I started an apprenticeship as a car painter. So 
and I did that for uh, around six or seven years. But in that time, in my first couple of years, uh, my mum invited me along back to church one Friday night for this missional outreach where they had a team come in of young people uh, doing worship. And her, it was funny because her invite was like, oh, Clark, you should come, you know, to hear, um, you know, this team's coming in and they've got a band in church. And it was like, oh, my gosh, a band, you know, because <laughs> uh, I had grown up with an organ pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of went along and I really went along just wanting to put some brownie points in the bank with my mum, which is always a great <laughs> Always, always a good idea when you're a teenage lad to kind yeah. of show some love to your mum. And so I thought, oh, yeah, she invited me and said, I'll oh, come along. And my girlfriend uh, at the time, we were actually house sitting, and but she had gone away um, with my sister, actually, because they were good friends. And so I thought, oh, I've got nothing else to do. So, yep, I'll go along. Um, but I had no expectation whatsoever for it to be anything of any significance in fact I at the at the time I was sort of smoking marijuana a lot and I ended up on the way to church that night picking up a foil from the tinny house and uh because I thought oh well I'm going to church for the night it doesn't sound much fun but at least I can get high afterwards and watch um Kung <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I actually went with that expectation really for for no expectation of meeting God but anyway I heard the gospel this visiting speaker for probably the 500th time and I the I remember him saying oh if you want to you know prayer or give your life to Christ then come forward but I remember my hands just holding the chair tightly even though the, even though God was speaking to me at the time I was just holding to my chair tightly because there was no way I was going to go up in front of all these people especially my mum uh, it was going to take too much uh, humility. I was going to have to swallow too much of my pride to kind of, you know, do that. But God didn't really mind um, because his Holy Spirit just came upon me and just wrecked me. And I was just um, weeping for about half an hour. And I think the surrender happened that night. I kind of surrendered to the love of God that had chased me down from a very young age. And I knew a lot about God, but I'd never really surrendered to him. And I just felt the incredible peace and love of God just fill me to overflowing, you know. Uh, it was incredible. And funnily enough, though, I kind of went home and I was quite shell-shocked by the fact that, oh, flip, this is everything I've known about Christ is actually real. Like, mm. just a head shift for me. It wasn't just, yeah. a, it was actually real. So it took me kind of three days to process that. I was back at work on Monday in the car paint in the workshop. And I went into the toilet and put the toilet seat down, uh, important part of the story, and <laughs> uh, sat on the toilet seat. And I kind of prayed the prayer. You know, I said, oh, Jesus, I just give you my life. I give you everything. Uh, I'm going to follow you no matter what it costs, whatever it takes. I'm just all in, you know. Um, it was just too much of a reality check for me to, you know, turn my back on. So I slowly went around to all my friends and told them that I've become a Christian and, and God did some pretty amazing things actually amongst my friends at that time. Um, seeing a couple of them come to the Lord and one go on to be a pastor and uh, sort of started the journey. Um, so anyway, I, I, long story short, I've kind of landed in Christchurch as a campus pastor for Grace Vineyard um, because my wife, uh, Michelle and I ended up going to Lifeway College in 2000 for a year. Uh, then we taught life skills in intermediate schools throughout South Auckland for 
think three or four years and then I became the youth and young adults pastor at the Presbyterian church that I grew up in oh, wow. and then there, I was there for five years doing that and then I got invited or called really down to Christchurch to be the young adults pastor at Grace Vineyard for a few years and then I became the teaching pastor missions pastor for a few years at city campus and now I'm pastoring our new Brighton campus which is beach campus been doing that for about two and a half years just in time for COVID so it's been uh, like I was saying to Nick before it's been a baptism of fire uh, just navigating just stuff that I yeah I have a frame of reference for let alone totally. thinking this is my life now yeah and uh, we've had some challenges like we all have but uh, God is, is, is faithful. Eh? Um, that has meant more to me, just that, that statement, God is faithful mm. uh, in the last two or three years than it has in the previous 15 years. Um, yeah. uh, it, it, we've got to put our faith in his faithfulness. Eh? Um, mm. That's what it's all about. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at today. And uh, yeah. Oh, awesome, Clark. Thank you for that. It's just great to hear about your background and yeah. your story. And uh I, you know, you know, just like to ask you today uh, about, you know, just talking about this whole period of time we've been in um, yeah. over two years now, and and it's great to see some of the restrictions lifting. But I think it's been a, a an incredibly disruptive and distracting mm. time Absolutely. for a lot of people, and particularly people in the church. And so, I guess I just want to ask you, as a follower of Jesus, and yeah. just from your experience. Um, what some of the things we can do, like how can we orientate our heart to focus on Jesus and the cross, yeah. the, the main things, like the important things at this time? Um, and I think it's really particularly important because we're in this season of Lent and we've got Easter and we're, we're coming up to this, you know, the climax of the, the most important thing in the church calendar, um, yeah. you know, the cross and, and, and the resurrection and stuff. Like, you know, how can we, um, you know, you know, with all the distractions and things going on, how can we, you know, focus on Jesus? Just a simple question. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I don't, yeah, the, the timing of it, I guess, leading, you know, leading into Easter, um, and we've just had the announcement today, you know, about some of the um, mandates and vaccine passes dropping, and it's probably the first, you know, kind of genuine light at the end of the tunnel, potentially, um, but yeah, it's kind of timely that we're kind of looking towards Easter. I've decided to take on Lent for the first time after hearing my Anglican friends talk about it for years and years and years. Um, I thought, well, um, you know, extreme times called for extreme measures. So I, <laughs> uh, no, I've always sort of believed in fasting, definitely, and had that as a reasonably regular practice, but um, sort of seen this time leading into Easter as a time to fast and um, I think for me, it's quite a formative time. Um, I think for me, it's definitely reminded me the last couple of years that there are so many things out of our control. Mm. Um, and I think it's pretty, you can quickly and easily um, find the enemy and blame the enemy, you know, whether that be political or individuals or ideology or situations and circumstances you can blame the devil even you know um but what we do know in scripture is that regardless of what's going on whether whatever trial or tribulation or challenge um god actually uses it all to form us into the image of christ and and the image of christ that we have 
we can't get away from at the cross is that this God who who was suffering, humiliated. In fact, all the powers of the world kind of conspired against him to get him on that cross, you know, um, yep. political, religious, um, even um, military, you know, um, like all of the powers of this world, you know, caused him to suffer. And but yet out of that came the greatest, you know, <laughs> um, greatest thing in, in the universe, you know, mm -hmm. um, salvation for, for all creation. So there is this, it's a pretty good time to reflect on the fact that regardless of where our sufferings and trials and tribulations are coming from, this is still opportunity for us to become more like Christ. Mm. Uh, we really have to take opportunity over the season to look at our attitudes, behaviors, actions, what's coming out of our heart, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and, you know, what we do reveals our, the fruits of our heart ultimately. And is, is our hearts becoming more like Jesus or is it resembling more of the reactions and attitudes and behaviors of the world? Um, mm. That's been the biggest test and challenge for me. So I guess the, the cross and leading up to Easter, it's an invitation once again to embrace the cross, mm. you know, em embrace not, you know, flagellation and, you know, <laughs> destroying ourselves. Oh, I you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's enough, you don't need to do that. You know, there's enough challenges and trials and tribulations around. Um, totally. you know, in Acts, it says that Paul went preaching everywhere. And he actually said, you know, it's through much trials and tribulations that you must enter the kingdom of God. Mm. So he was kind of like, well, you can't, if you want your cake, you know, you've got you to eat the trials and tribulations, you know, so to speak. <laughs> so we can't escape that. And Easter is a great time to remind ourselves that we follow a, a suffering God, you know, a suffering servant. Mm. And that's not a powerless God. That is a, a powerful God who who turned uh, all everything upside down, you know, through his resurrection. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, there's probably some things I could add as well, just on maybe what some good things are to do. Yeah, but, um, I think that'd be helpful. Just, um, yeah, what what for yourself have you helped that, that helped you, I guess, you talked about Lent and yeah, like that. Um, yeah so is there some practices or, or things that you've put into place in your life that have helped you to keep reorientating yourself to Jesus and the cross? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big, um, I just believe in rhythms um, with the word of God. Um, you know, that's my go-to staple diet uh, that I'm generally kind of, unfortunately, consistently drifting away from, not drifting towards. Uh, <laughs> And so in this lead up to Lent, you know, I've chosen to kind of journey through the book of Luke mm -hmm. and starting from the wilderness experience where he um, he was fasting for 40 days and had to overcome the enemy uh, or Satan himself, you know, through resisting temptation. He did that through the written word of God. And, and, um, and so for me, a big part of it is getting into rhythms of having the word of God in our hearts. You know, Psalms um, says that Psalm 119.11 says, you know, for your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, mm. uh, I think if we think that we're going to remain free, you know, in the freedom that God wants us to be of, of sin and selfishness and all those things, the word has to be in our heart. You know, mm. um, there's just no way around it. 
it, it has to come out of out of that relationship with the scriptures. And I say kind of rhythms around the word because they've changed for me over years um, from doing one year Bible to, you know, Bible plans, tick the box to spending six months, you know, in one book, you know. Mm. Uh, it's just more about regularly having the word of God wash over us, whether that be um, reading or audio or, you know, devotionals like that. Um, just one other thing just pertaining to Lent, I think it's worth mentioning, is that uh, Lent about fasting and that is about trying to deny yourself those things that might generally give you comfort. Mm. And I've been thinking around it more of the case of making room for God. Yeah. Because uh, our lives get so crowded, right? Mm. Uh, so many voices, so many things in our life and we kind of intentionally have to try to make room for god in our lives mm. so i think paint is a, is a time for me to kind of shift a couple of things out of my life whether that be social media or um uh sugary drinks which is what i'm doing <laughs> sugary drinks and um and sort of it, it's not that any of those you know those things aren't necessarily bad but if they're causing your life to be cluttered in a way that you're drawing to them consistently mm. rather than drawing to um, the presence of God, worship or the word. Um, it's just about trying to make room in your life. So deciding that you're going to give up something, you know, for, for four weeks. So you kind of make more room in your spirit, soul and your physical life, your, you know, your natural life as well, time, you know, in your day, then I think you're making room, you know, for God to do his work. So. Oh, that's yeah. oh, thanks, Clark. I, I really appreciate your um, experience and your perspective um, on the cross and on, on this time period that we're in. And thank yeah. you for sharing from your experiences what's worked for you and helped you to reorientate your heart um, and your mind towards Jesus um, throughout your walk with the Lord. Um, I was just yeah. thinking it'd be great if you could uh, pray for um, Kurimako Vineyard. Um, and bless us today and um, that would be we really appreciate that absolutely love to do that and uh, so let me pray father i just want to thank you for my brothers and sisters uh even in the vineyard but more importantly in the wider body of christ and i just pray blessing over them wherever they might be uh, gathered uh, together alone wherever they might be um watching this i just pray that your presence god would fill that space mm. And God, I just even ask, Father, that Holy Spirit, you would put your finger on things in our lives right now, that we could um, move aside for now uh, to make more room for you to uh, come and draw closer to us and for us to hear your voice more clearly. I also pray for um, just every group that's gathered. I pray, Father, there'd be just such a sense of encouragement during this season. Um, that you would move by the power of your spirit with encouraging words and prophetic words and uh, so that we can continue to see uh, the body of Christ built up into the image of your son, Jesus, Father. And so come, Holy Spirit, and uh, continue to bless us and encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate that. And no uh, I hope you have an awesome week and um, bless you guys. Yeah, thanks. See you, everyone.